Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Like, I can always argue both sides. Like, I originally wanted to be a lawyer, and I feel like that's one of my talents is that I can argue both sides, which is kind of a curse when you're trying to find something to put your faith in. But that's exactly what we're going to try to do in this segment as we turn our eyes towards the daily baseball slate. Let's go to the Rangers and the Rays. The Rays, minus 165, home favorites here. Texas, plus 140, total of eight runs. Andrew Heaney going for Texas, 4-3 and three with a 4.03 ERA against Tyler Glass now, who is, uh, I'm not going to say freshly off the injured list. He's made mm-hmm. a couple starts, but 0-0 zero and zero with a 3.72 ERA in limited innings of work this year. I think the problem for me in this one is Andrew Heaney. It seems mm-hmm. like you never know what you're going to get from him. And I know the term for pitchers like that is effectively wild, where nobody knows where the ball is going, including the hitter. So sometimes he racks up the strikeout. He's averaging more than a strikeout per inning, but also he has 25 walks on the season through just 58 innings of work. So I think that is the X factor when betting on this game. Andrew Heaney may be amazing. We saw it against the Orioles, seven, Mm -hmm. seven innings with only one earned run, but also he has some starts where he's walked like four batters. So do you have a play here? Oh, I love the over. Love the over. I can't believe it's juiced to the over minus 120 with the total set at eight. But Glass now only has two starts this season. I need to see him settle in a bit more. You were talking about Heaney. Ultimately for me, this is about the bats. Both of these lineups rank in the top six of Major League Baseball. And then both bottoms, or both bullpens are in the bottom. <laughs> both bottoms. I was looking at the bottoms for these guys, and I got to say, these guys have really been doing a lot of lower leg work. Great shape. Love the legs on these guys. Great lower body strength. Both of these bullpens are bottom five in the American League. Great bottoms all the way around. They look great. I think we're going to see a lot of runs in this one. I'm going over eight. Oh, I think the sabotage factor is Andrew Heaney, though, because sometimes he's lights out. And that's why I don't like betting on pitchers like this, because even against some of the top offenses in baseball, went five shutout against the Astros, against the Orioles. Like I said, seven innings, only one earned run, and only four hits. So like I said, the effectively wild factor for Andrew Heaney is what's getting me off of this game. Would you lean towards the side? I know the over is your favorite play, but I think I'd still roll with Tyler Glass now. I think he is 
rounding into form his last start was somewhat mm. better. So I don't really want to trust either side here, but I think I would go race. Yeah, I I think that's probably the right side. I think it is. Although with those Rangers bats, I'm kind of tempted yep. to play the Rangers at plus money here because it's rare. Look, the Rays are awesome at home. There's no question. I understand why they're the favorites here, but also this Rangers team is so good. And whenever you get the Rangers at plus money, I feel like it's something you absolutely just should look at based on the value. We're going to stick with the over, but I'm not going to talk you off the Rays, but I, I will say a plus money, I'm tempted to look at the Rangers. And also, like I said, Andrew Heaney is the ultimate wild card. There is a chance that he has a great start here, and then you have the Rangers' bats backing him. So like I said, I am very skilled at arguing for both sides. Let's go to the Bronx where we have the Yankees and the Red Sox. A rivalry matchup here where New York minus 175 home favorites, Boston plus 145, total of eight runs. Garrett Cole, 7-0 on the year, a 2-8-2 ERA going for the pinstripes. Meanwhile, it's Garrett Whitlock is pitching for the Red Sox. 2-2, two 5-6-1 two, ERA. Off the top, is air quality still a factor in New York City? I think it is. Yes, I believe so. I don't know. I have not looked at the latest weather reports, but I look, they're considering canceling the Belmont this weekend, which is Belmont, New York, not far from New York City. So mm-hmm. if they have to wait and see whether or not the air quality, I believe, is below 200. And if it is, then they'll test the horses beforehand. So, yes, if the Belmont stakes are still up in the air because of air quality, it's definitely still an issue. Yeah, so that makes me want to think that maybe the under's in play. But also, Mm -hmm. looking at Garrett Cole's numbers against the Red Sox, he hasn't been especially dominating. And his last two starts, which I know were last year, so it is a different lineup, gave up four runs in each of those last two starts. And then he's had some stinkers, gave up five earned runs uh, back in September uh, in 2002, or 2022, excuse me. So it is a rivalry matchup. I feel like these Red Sox bats that have been pretty solid, like that is the Red Sox calling card. They are a good offense. Can probably tag Garrett Cole for a couple of runs, but on the opposite end, the Yankees don't have Aaron Judge. So that's basically their offense. So I'm a little torn on this total. Do you like a side here? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to pick this game or not. I... It's just too expensive for me to lay this with the Yankees. Maybe Yankees' first five run line. I guess the problem here, Chelsea, is that neither of these teams are hitting right now, like at all. Aaron Judge out of the lineup for the Yankees, so when he's out of the lineup, they just tank. They don't hit the ball. He energizes everyone. Maybe Yankees' first five run line minus 120. You pick Cole over Whitlock. I think that's pretty good value because I I can't find an advantage lineup-wise, but certainly when you talk about the pitching, Garrett Cole is different level. For sure. For sure. But like I said, he has given up some runs to the Red Sox, so I think I'm going to stay away. And plus, with the air quality, it just feels like a lot of factors that are not in my control. Uh, Let's go to the Angels and the Mariners because we have a great pitching matchup here. Otani on the bump for LA, 5-2 this year with a 3-3-0 ERA against Luis Castillo, who has a 2-5-5 ERA. LA, minus 135 home favorites, total of seven runs. Jenks, I like the Angels in the first Mm -hmm. five just because I think both these pitchers are almost on similar levels, 
But I yeah. think the Angels' bats are a little bit better, and the home run potential is definitely there when you have a power-hitting lineup. So I think I'm going to go the Angels in the first five. Oh, okay. I like that. I I think I may go over seven. I know it's a low total, and Castillo and Otani are both great, but I think that we're giving Shohei a little bit too much credit. If you look at his last, how many starts here? Last 25 starts, 25 starts, 25 innings. He has an ERA of just over five. So he hasn't been as good as he was earlier in the season. And also, the wind is blowing out today at Angel Stadium. Like a 12-mile-per-hour wind. I think this total is too low. Juice to the over for a reason. I'm going to go over. I wouldn't talk you off of it just because that's a really low total in seven. And also, you factor in the bullpens. The Mariners have a pretty solid bullpen, but same could not be said really for the Mm -hmm. L.A. Angels. And also a team that has, like I said, a really good offense. This is a top 10 offense, six overall in baseball and WRC+. So even though Luis Castillo is a good pitcher, I think these batters can scratch off at least a couple runs. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the bullpens. Let's go to Toronto. Blue Jays twins. Minnesota even money. Toronto minus 120. Total eight and a half. Sonny Gray has been excellent for the twins this year. Four and one with a 215 ERA against Yusei Kikuchi. Four and uh, six and two, excuse me, with a 440 ERA. So just looking at the pitching matchup, Sonny Gray definitely feels like the more dependable pitcher, but the Twins mm-hmm. have not had a super dependable offense. So which way do you go in this? I really like the Blue Jays here. I know there's going to be some people on the Twins because Sonny Gray has been great this season. And he has not given up more than three runs in any of his 12 starts. That includes a 2.88 ERA on the road. So the Twins open at plus 120. Now they're down to even money. So Minnesota money is coming in. However, the Twins have also really struggled. They're in bad form right now, Chelsea. They've lost five straight. And you say Kikuchi, a little more hit and miss this season than Gray. The key for me is that the Twins are one of the worst teams in baseball against left-handed pitching. Bottom five in Major League Baseball. Kikuchi is a left-hander. And the Blue Jays have won nine of their last 11. I think there's value here on a team playing much better baseball. So give me the Blue Jays in the money line. Minus 120. Oh, I used this angle in his game against Milwaukee because the Brewers are one of the worst teams against lefties as well. And he didn't get his strikeout prop, but Kikuchi was Mm -hmm. very good against that lineup, at least for his standards. He had five walks, but only gave up two earned runs over five innings of work. So same angle still at play here. Like you said, Minnesota not great against lefties. But still, you say Kikuchi, not somebody who I want to trust. So I will not be doing that. It is a pass from me. Dodgers Phillies. We've got the Phillies minus 115 behind Ranger Suarez. And we've got the Dodgers at minus 105 behind Bobby Miller. It looks like. I feel like I saw a different picture. I need to double check that. But still, we've got a total of nine and a half. This one kind of seems like an over game to me, but I'm also worried about their quality. Like, I don't know how much of a factor it plays, but do you like a total here or do you like a side? I would go, I would go over here. If you get mm-hmm. Michael Grove on the mound for the Dodgers, I mean, he has two road starts this season. His ERA on the road is over 15. Ranger Suarez has struggled at home. ERA over 11. I'm going over. Over nine and a half. 
For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.